Welcome to House of Brands. This podcast was recorded on Tuesday the 23rd of June 2020 while in lockdown and the club was shut. We're using this format as a quick and easy way to find out what's going on in the club and hear direct from those running the show for us. We hope you enjoy this instalment. This podcast was recorded on Sunday the 28th of June while we're in lockdown and the club is shut. Today we are joined by Stuart Kelman, who is the lead coach and will be running the under-12s in the mini-section this coming season. Stuart and I first met when his son Corey started playing in the team I was coaching. Um, now Stuart, just to go straight into this and, uh, and get going, um, you were one of the first people in lockdown to have a birthday. Um, you're really old, aren't you? But you don't tell people how re- old you really are. So, <laughs> so what, what, do you t- what, what do you tell people? How old are they? How old are you? Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a nice um, opening question. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate that. Um, I have no problems with my age. I mean, it, I'm, I'm 50. Um, my body feels about 90, but I'm, I'm 50 years of age, so all is fine. Um, I'm not not as bad as Peter Westbrook, old Westy at the moment. Um, if you know, on occasions we have to dig him up, make sure he's still all right. But um, as far as it's from yeah, as for me, yeah, I'm I'm 50, proud of it. Uh, but like you said, it's in lockdown. It's just a shame that um, couldn't have done something more or bigger, but just hold that on. Um, having a family um, together was great. So, yeah. Yeah, it was one of the first sort of Zoom type uh, house party video calls to, to say happy birthday to you, wasn't it? Um, it was. Yeah, it was. And obviously yourself and a few other coaches were involved. So, it was, yeah, it was actually good fun to um, see some faces and, um, yeah, see it in that kind of way. So, it was all good fun. <laughs> Good, 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 good. So you told me your your, your body's a bit broken and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> you you always seem to be injured. You love an injury, don't you? So, um, so t- so what what bits of you are, uh, are working, or is it quicker to say? It? Yeah, it's probably quicker to say it that way around, isn't it? Um, unfortunately, this morning my ears are working listening to your questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so maybe, maybe that's what I wish was injured today. So we've got um, ears, right? Okay, tick. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Apart from that, everything else is kind of ticking over at a ninety-year-old place, but <laughs> we're, still, we're still getting there. Still getting there. Um, yeah. But no, I'm fine, fit really. I just look for sympathy. Yeah, you. I mean, you've you've played played or been involved in sport for a long, long time, haven't you? So uh, yeah. before you got involved in rugby, but uh, uh, what what sort of sports have you been involved with? Well, this is, I think it's a thing all jet down to injuries. We all know it's like um, numerous knee surgeries, etc., as a result of such injuries. But um, I was always involved in mainly um, martial arts all growing up. So um, karate, trying all different things, Thai boxing, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, so, yeah, well, I'm still well, back to karate again, uh, which I've been doing for quite a number of years. Um Competed of a lowish kind of level back in the day. Um, did have one fight, funny enough, with the um, it was a team event. So um, I fought uh, the current Welsh champion. Oh, um, oh here we go, here we go. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, it was it was a draw. But I take that as he was the reigning champion, and I was kind of naked <laughs> on the block. So maybe maybe the quality's not quite there over there. <laughs> Yeah, there we just go. Funny. First Welsh dig. There uh, we go. Got, got it. <laughs> but no, but I mean, yeah, just that. Other things, just um, just for fun, really. You know, just all paddleboarding and just general other stuff. But mm-hmm. that was my that was my main thing growing up. But yeah, like you said, the rugby side. Um, 
touches just fired my body with a, a, a navel um but that's just good fun i just love the pace of that and so and um yeah it's just a together this sort of um like-minded people to just go get you in that team sport so obviously with karate is an individual sport so um even just playing touch at the club because you're part of a team it just makes it that much more enjoyable yeah yeah because you've got a few black belts in things haven't you um no uh just in karate the other ones are just different belts but not not as in um many others so yeah, oh, okay uh, the, the, the black belt is karate so yeah just um currently in between ice and knees just um training <laughs> in off <laughs> training in off season for my next grade next year hopefully so i've been asking but, everyone yeah. right do you have do you have a nickname at all has anyone ever labeled you, know what, you um, something? Uh, oh yeah there's been quite a few labels over the years <laughs> uh, um Generally, not so much. I had um, the normal stew pot. Um, back when I was at school, it was unfortunate to have pot noodles came out, so I never heard the last of that. And there's a little jingle about that, so I used to have everyone singing at school. Um, <laughs> Colour people, like Tino is one of the coaches with me. He calls me Disco, which I think is a, a, a character from um, oh Simpsons, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, most people call me Kelman. I mean, you did try to give me a nickname one day. It didn't really stick, though, did it? Rugby. Yeah. Thankfully, no. Um, yeah. For those that don't know the story, it was, um, yeah, it was, um, I think you was asking myself and Simon Stowell that needed a nickname. And um, my, at the time I was out, I just moved house. We had a septic tank. I was having problems with that tank. And that kind of <laughs> conversation. And you decided that you thought septic would be a nice little nickname. We might have to resu- so, re- resurrect that. So. Yeah, maybe, maybe me publicly <laughs> saying that wasn't such a great idea. <laughs> I'd um, forgotten about it as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I hadn't. <laughs> so, yeah, so luckily that did stick. Thanks for the reminder, septic. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks. So what, what have you been loving about rugby? Well, what, what, since you've been involved and in, in coaching, what, what sort of really uh, triggered your interest? Love about rugby is, apart from obviously the, the, the sport itself, um, it's the total social togetherness. Um, you know, you can go to any game and you can sit with the away fans, etc., and you can just have a have a good old chat, good old banter through it. Uh, there's no animosity in any way, shape, or form. You know, kids are accepted, which is brilliant. But it's also the difference between football um, and rugby is just the, the, after the games. The amount of times, you know, every single game used to take my boys and they're meeting all the players. You know, you go to a football game you can't get anywhere near um, and that really makes a big thing for the kids you know to see to see their idols that they see on tv and be able to meet them um, you know the amount of times that we've been to games and my boys have been given um, shirts and boots um, you know they've had boots from Ashley Johnson and uh, Charlie Ushin in the um, final San Francisco final in his last game um, he gave uh, the boys his boots you know, they, they, these are lasting memories. You know, they've got these things in their room, and it's just fantastic memories which they don't have with football. So, it is that whole that whole family social togetherness that um, does it for me, really. So, so you, you mentioned some Saracens players there and some Wasps players. So, you're a Saracens fan, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so. Back in the day, I used to go over with a friend of mine to watch Saris um, uh, when I was at Watford. But all, all my friends were football, and so it was, it was always watching football, etc. And again, I was the, the kind of the underdog there as well. I've uh, been an Arsenal fan with all my friends being um, Spurs fans. But yeah, um, 
the boys, when they started, obviously when Corey started with you seven, eight years ago, um, I said to them, you've got to choose a team. You know, don't follow what I used to uh, watch. You've got to follow your own team. And it was Wasps. And so, obviously, taking them to loads of games, etc., getting to meet the players like Launchbury, Haskell, Johnson, etc. Um, it's just, it's just seeing things from a different side. Um, just made me have my allegiance with them as well. Um, you know, just having players like Ashley Johnson just sit down with my boys Corey and Finn and just tell them about his girls playing rugby and stuff. You know, it was just. It was just seeing that kind of side. And I'm sure that, you know, the Saracens play, we go over there now and again, and they're exactly the same. Um, but yeah, Wasp is the way. And, you know, part of me did at one point think, I used to go to Saracens maybe. I was just think that, especially when Wasp moved to Coventry. Um, but knowing that everyone down the clubs is a Saracens fan, I quite like being on the Wasp side. Have you been sent to, I mean, been to Coventry? <laughs> I have. <laughs> Do you know what? It's actually easier to get there than it was to get to Wickham. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, we have been over to that. I, I think it's a fantastic stadium. They got it. They got it set up um, mm-hmm. just right, and um, it obviously just beats the old uh, caravan park of Saracens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's coming on. It's coming on. But yeah, it might, might, it might take a bit longer now. But uh, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. I never know when I go there. I never know if I'm kind of going there for a day out to um, go to the beach. So I didn't clack. But I'm not sure already. There you go, getting a dig in as well. We had a dig against the Welsh, we had a dig against Saris there as well. All right, okay. So you mentioned Corey. I mean, um, you know, we we kind of pride ourselves on being a, a family club. Um, tell us about the other the, the other members of your family. Um, so I've got three children. Um, so my eldest, um, Summer, so she's 16. She just finished um, school, GCSE. Yeah, unfortunately, she didn't get to do the GCSEs, which um, she's not that bothered about, to be honest. Um, but yeah, she's just uh, funny. I've been accepted. Uh, she loves all musical theatre, so she wanted um, her number one choice was to go to Erdang um, Musical Theatre Academy in London, which she's um, been working really hard on auditions aud- auditions and interviews um, online during lockdown, mm-hmm. and um, she managed to get a place, which is brilliant. So she starts there. September or whenever they go back so she'll be traveling into Liverpool Street so she's over the moon um got Corey obviously he's with you mm-hmm. um going into the under 15s um started rugby back then and again he, he came from football um and what was brilliant was that first day coming over um it was obviously bad weather was he was training over at Leventhorpe Mm-hmm. And he just got straight stuck in. Um, he was accepted. But what I loved was he was obviously playing games at the end. And he didn't stand out. You know, he fitted in. Mm-hmm. And that is what I loved, the fact that everyone, um, coaches and the kids, just accepted him. And, you know, he didn't turn back. So, he obviously, at the school, um, as you know, what uh, boys' eyes like, they're heavy, heavily into their rugby. Yep. Um so yeah, there's quite a, quite a lot going on. Um, he's a big football fan as well, following in dad's shoes with the Arsenal. Um, there's so, quite a lot of goals yeah. to support nowadays with like Arsenal, isn't there? They're doing they're doing all, yeah, yeah. all right. They they seem to be shipping yeah, quite a few. It's quite a lot of entertainment in those games. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, there's a lot of goals yeah, coming the wrong way, unfortunately. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I've got it right the wrong way. Sorry, I don't understand football. <laughs> you don't understand rugby, sporting Wales. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. There we go. <laughs> Um, and then obviously my youngest Finn, so he's with me under 11s, going to under 12s, um, the quietest of the bunch. 
Um, but yeah, he's um, he just he just loves everything rugby and everything sport. So he's um, again so that rugby kind of way. Corey is the same. It's they just love to play. Yeah. Um, win or lose, they come off with a smile on their face, you know, and they give you 100%. So it's um, it's just nice to watch. So, but again, he's just finishing year six, which is a shame for him. Like Madour, you know, they're missing out on so much. Um, you know, the residential trips and all the fun stuff they do in year six. Um, but yeah, he'll be ready to join his brother at senior school in September, come September. Yeah, yeah. And your lovely wife, wife Pippa, as well. Yeah, okay. yeah. So she's, she's all right. She's all right. <laughs> you know this is being she's recorded. All... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's all good. Um, again, she's another one that's active. So she loves she loves doing her marathons, etc. Um, she's actually joined the cry club um, that I'm at as well. So um, yeah, so she's um, she's cracking on. She's got a little bit of a, an ankle tweak at the moment, but mm-hmm. yeah, she, she works hard. And again, like with the same with Dr. Cry. Remember like, when I did um, my last grading. You had to, at the end of your grading, it's about two-hour grading. You, you've got, you have um, 30 minutes of continuous fighting. And um, so they keep sending new people out every 30 seconds. And when Pippa came out, I thought, okay, this is my easy one. You know, my wife's going to take it easy. She's going to let me have 30 seconds, get my breath back. So she comes out, I drop my guard, punch me straight in the nose. It was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- thanks, but and the funniest thing in the, is well, there's a couple of recordings, and in the background there's Pippa's mum, bearing in mind it's my grading. Cheering Pippa on. And, go on, Pip. Go on, Pip. It's like it's my grade in love. And you just said she's all right, and that's why you took your nose yeah, off. That's why. Yeah, she's all right. I'm just waiting for her next grading. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So, um, uh, so we talked about teams that you've been supporting. Uh, you mentioned you quite like Wales um, and that sort of thing, but uh, you've been on a few rugby tours as well. Um, yeah. So, uh, have you got a favourite, one of those tours that you've covered now? Oh, that's a tricky one. Um, I think it would probably have to be one of the earlier ones, um, solely because, like when we did it at Clacton, solely because Corey was there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of the minis. And what I loved was that I could coach my little team, my under-7s or my under-8s at the time. And then be able to then go and sit back and be a parent and actually be able to watch Corey. Because you know it's like when you're coaching one, um, one team, you, you can't always go and catch much of any other siblings that you've got playing. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's your times at the same time. Um, but, yeah, um, I think it's got to be the, it's, it's got to be the Clacton ones. Um, I mean, we did have a, have a few. I think you enjoy more than the kids, to be honest. <laughs> got, to, got, got to love a tour. Got to love a tour. Got to love a tour. Yeah. But again, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the whole um, togetherness. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is. It's, that, um, so that factor one you're talking about, is that where um, we hadn't really got the hang of mauling and rucking and stuff at the time, and uh, and, and Corey just <laughs> ran in and jumped on top of it, and it all just collapsed around him. Is that, that's the one you're talking about, isn't it? It, it did collapse, and everyone around, all the coaches just absolutely cracked up laughing. But the funny thing was, he actually come up knowing he shouldn't have done that with a big smile on his face. He did, yeah, I remember it. Uh, um, but yeah, no, it, but it's you know, it's I think it was on the last, uh, our under eights as well. We went into like the little clubhouse, so we always t- used to take our players in the clubhouse, do the little party dances, etc. And you know, like obviously some of the games that you guys all set up, like things like dead ants. Mm-hmm. So dead ants, for those those who don't know, is we were shout dead ants and. 
the players will go onto on the floor, squeeze their can on their backs, and just wiggle their fingers and wiggle their feet. And we was in the clubhouse, and uh, one of the coaches that helps me, Whitey Ben White, um, shouted their dance, and our players, which about twelve of them, dropped to the floor. So this was just while the presenter on stage was telling the kids a story and getting to the punchline. So <laughs> they all looked, didn't know what was going on. The kids, our kids stood up. We let her go for a story. She gets to the punchline again. Their dance gets called. Our kids go down. So do all the other kids on the floor go down. <laughs> Everyone gets back up. She's looking very confused. Um, gets to the punchline again. Their dance is called. Our kids go down. Other kids go down. She then went down fair play. <laughs> so, yeah, it's little things like that. So, yeah, memories of tour, dead ends. Excellent, excellent. So, how, how did you get into coaching rugby? Funny story, that. Um, <laughs> when Quarry started, and at the time there was obviously yourself and Coach Jay, uh, Westy, Peter Westbrook, um, there that day. And I remember after a couple of weeks, because my work is, is in good sports, coaching kids i sent you an email just stating um you know this is what i do um very interested like what you like what you do um if you kind of need any coaches down the line what would be the criteria and what kind of courses would i need to do away from the scene very you know, intelligent totally email. To, very intelligent yeah all, you the, know, right one. Yeah. all yeah. the right questions so um i am um, thinking i'm gonna have to go on a course for a year etc but you know if it's doable I'll go, I'll go and put myself on something um, response to you was that's great come and talk to me on sunday so i turned up on sunday expecting um to be given you know some information just on training courses what's required etc etc and um you kindly gave me a whistle pointed at a group of about 10 kids and said go and crack on with that lot <laughs> so yeah so yes yeah, so, so i think um yeah you definitely need the role at the club of the training and development of coaches because yeah <laughs> that was my that was my intro and that was my training at the time yeah no, well and yeah you yeah and you took to it like a duck to water as well so uh you got you got stuck in i mean yeah i mean your day job like you say as a swimming coach and uh, and that sort of thing you, you, there, there's yeah. there's so many similarities between the two of what to do and um it does. Uh, you you add all of that sort of thing. You had to organise the kids. So go play a game. Go do this. Go do that. Yeah, yeah. That was that was my technique. That's because yeah, I was yeah, uh, yeah. anyone that showed any interest. I was like, yeah, I love some help. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, but but then I remember being with you for about a year and a half, and you knew that Finn was coming through the ranks. And um, then I remember at the presentation, uh, you got asked the question, "Who's going to be looking after the under sevens next um, next season?" And straight away you pointed at me. And without any prior conversation, all of a sudden I've just taken on the team for the following year. So yeah, thanks. You see, what I'm, le I'm learning from this is that every time you get thrown in the deep end, you do all right. Come up, smell the roses. You do, you do. But I've taken on board from your training development because there's um, the six coaches that help me, and I, I, I recruited them in exactly the same way. Yeah. Who have you got coaching with you this season? So we've got uh, Mr. Calm himself, Rob Gemmell. Mm -hmm. um, um, we've got John Wicks, um, we've got Tino, uh, Jason Gable, who's, who's new on new new to us this season. Um, did I say Ben White? And uh, we have Ben Rouse, and yeah, Ben Rouse has been helping quite a lot with um, some admin side as well, so it's all been good. But yeah, good little team. Yeah, good little team.
Seven of you, seven of you. There we go. Yeah. You're blessed there. Great. Those. It, it, it really makes a difference when you can do those interventions, doesn't it, where you can uh, have one of your coaches do that. And also, it shares the load. Um, if one of you Absolutely. can't make it, it's not the end of the world, is it? Absolutely. And, it's, um, you know, everyone except for obviously Jason is just new on. They've all gone through the, the coaching qualifications. So They've all, you know, all done it now, blimey. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, one is... Uh, the old school level one, which obviously you could mm-hmm. always coach through minis, um, but yeah, five of the seven, five of us are level two coaches. Oh, excellent. Um, excellent. Which is great because everyone's now on the same page and, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's just filtering through. But again, just with, with our team, um, it's that old uh, social side. So you get to help out and, you know, if there's any questions I have, I always go to people above and, you know, then the new ones coming in with the under sevens, under eights, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they know that we're, and if they don't know that they do now, that uh, the older age groups, the coach is always going to be there to help and support and advise them um, mm-hmm. any way they can. So yeah, yeah, it's all good. So looking good, looking strong coaching team for the under 12s this uh, this coming year. So you've already, yeah, you've already think so. yeah, indeed, it, it it sounds really positive. Yeah. Um, the uh, I mean, you're the, one of the first mini team to manage to squeeze in a mid midweek training session. Uh, I think yeah. you've been training on a Wednesday from from six o'clock um, uh, for an hour. About an hour? About an hour? Is it something like that? Now, uh, just an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of six years till seven. So yes, yeah, fantastic. It's brilliant. How, I mean, how did you manage that? And what did you? Uh, uh, what strings did you have to pull to get a, a little bit of space and time there? Just continuous nagging. Yeah, <laughs> um, which which apparently I'm told I'm very good at. Um, yeah. Well, you're no, a bit I, of an old I, woman as well, so there we go. <laughs> I, I can be at the right times, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean the the, the pitch pitches weren't available, and mm. then um, I did obviously coming over, um, seeing watching Corey with you guys who trained directly after us, mm-hmm. seeing that there was some space, and um, and it, it was the main concern for us was that it was noticeable that we were starting to fall behind um, because. Literally, it was getting to 85, 90% of the teams that we were playing were midweek training. Mm-hmm. And where we were always on par and in the tag times, we were actually kind of ahead of some of them, noticing the way that they were progressing on. And, you know, some of these have been training midweek since under nines. Yeah. Um, so we were falling behind. And I put that point um, forwards and it was listened to and was given the, the training, which is brilliant. Yeah. Um, we get a good turnout uh, not everyone can come along but it's filtering through and do you know what the kids on the pitches on Sunday they're learning the ones that can't even make it they're learning from the kids that are coming Yeah. Um, because we are we're very strict on the fact that our, um, at this kind of age group um, always said that any midweek training we wouldn't be doing contacts anyway mm-hmm. um, you know their bodies the way they are Sunday is more than enough um, yeah. in, my, in my opinion anyway and mm-hmm. um, so we just concentrate on mainly uh, ball handling. Uh, we make it fun. We always finish off with some games. Um, I'll bring in some of the, kind of like the fitness side that I used to do, um, like some hit bits. So that may be mid-game, and I pull them out for five minutes, you know, four or five minutes, and just run some hit training sessions with them, mm-hmm. um, and then straight back into hit, a game. Hit, so hit as in uh, high intensity. So, sorry, training. so high intensity, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. stuff. Putting some screens, putting some different bits and bobs, and that's really helps. So that midweek training session. Uh, what we were noticing, which was a shame, lockdown came because mm-hmm. we're a quick we're a quick team anyway. Um, we've got a lot of runners, but it was just noticing that games that we were going to 
when it was getting towards the second half of the games or the second half of the morning, if we was playing two or three mini games, our fitness was just there. So they just looked as fresh as they did at the beginning uh, while other teams were fading away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's just pure credit to them and how they developed because they, they were developing and are developing fantastically. We've got some right little characters on, on the pitch. Um, and, and, you know, an, another thing that we, we had done, and again, this is kind of like from other coaches, so it's not all my ideas, or like um, why one day yeah. just made them all choose their own captains, etc. We've stuck with that because they they like that sense of responsibility and they listen. And it's the last few games was nice that we just sit back, um, we let them choose their captains, we listen in, not interfere, and then off they go. And just seeing their own self-organising at such a young age, it's just mm-hmm. phenomenal. And that they would turn to the captain, any kind of breakdown, etc., and just but listen to them. Yeah. So, it, and it's just fantastic. It just makes your life easier. You're stepping back and it's just watching the enjoyment, um, just doing it themselves. Solving the problems themselves, talking Absolutely, about what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I, honestly do, I honestly do think that that Wednesday training session was key to that. Yeah. So I'm appreciative for the club for uh, listening and taking on board and um, supporting that, which is brilliant. Yeah, no, it sounds like that's working really well, and uh, it's the, the sort of feedback that you're getting there seems seems really positive. So yeah, know, it well was fantastic, you. and it, you know, and it just like I said, look, every other club had done it, and I'd asked to pass to Tux, and um, yeah, he, um, he pushed it through for us, which was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, good. So you've been uh, doing some uh, uh, sort of work in the sort of time in lockdown and uh, posting some videos on Facebook because you love a bit of Facebook there as well with those uh, those videos being posted out um, yeah. what's what sort of things included there so that you could tell the audience what what people have been in getting get, uh, getting engaged with um, so we started off we, we've we, we've left them alone for a while just because mm-hmm. obviously they have family time um, and people just doing their own thing and just you know the players needed a rest but in the start we just did little challenges so we had um, there was absolute, uh, rugby kicks, uh, kicking the the crossbar, passing, um, you know, passing to it in targets, etc. <clears throat> so excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we one we did the passing drill. So you remember the I think you guys did one as well, the passing drill where a player will pass the ball, videoed, and then every teammate will do the same, and you just combine it as a video at the end with some music. Yeah. So. We, we did that, which is brilliant, ending with Daisy. Uh, Daisy's uh, can't obviously be with us next year because um, under-12s um, girls have to go in their own, own team, um, which is a shame for us because she was a big part of that. So with that, there's a bit, there's a, bit of a tribute to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the kind of things that we were doing. Um, we left it for a, for a while uh, just to let them have that break, as I said. And uh, funny enough, last week I just posted something, just another little fitness challenge. Again, only something small, um, just to keep them engaged and um, I feel like a little bit of accountability just so that um, they see their friends doing. I mean, this, this one's just a small one, just five press-ups, five um, squats. Um, how many rounds can you do? Mm-hmm. So basic things. And we and so moving forwards now, I'm just going to add on a, a new one of those. But, yeah, I asked um, the parents just to post the pictures, what they've been doing over lockdown. Um, yeah. And so the response so far, we've had some nice ones coming through just to see what the you – know, because. We haven't seen it for four months now. I know, um, I know. And some of them, you know, they've shot up. I know my one's shot <laughs> up. So just, just be, nice, be nice to see where they're at. I think we've seen the same thing with our under-15s as well. And, uh, um, yes, yeah, a number of them have just grown so much. You forget, you forget, don't you, that when you're in a season and it's uh, week in, week out, you don't necessarily see it. But four months later and you're like, blimey, 
have your feet been in manure for a bit? So yeah, just growing so quickly. So uh, just talking about your team for this this coming season, do you have any focus areas for your team this year? Do you know what? It's just um, that we've had such a long break. Um, we have going have to go back to basics, uh, work on their fitness, work on their handling, just um, getting back to their the the kind of rules. And it's you know under 11s. There was a lot that was been brought into play, especially with the kick inside. Um, now not only have we got a recap on that, they've got to learn new rules as well. So it will be back to basics, get their fitness, and just generally get them ready for the following season, going into mm-hmm. juniors. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's back to basics. Get them fit. Get them handling. Get the skills up. Um, so it's, it's the whole thing, really. Yeah. Uh, but nice and slowly, because obviously they're going to have such a, a long life of being mindful of that, and um, just work on that. So again, with the Wednesday, I'll be working on the fitness side. And again, because because my my work um, is, is involved in obviously the swimming side, but also in fitness. Um, I'll just set them up some fitness programs, etc., just to get them um, fit. Because it's obviously you know you know it's like the sharp turns, etc. If um, if you're not fit, those ankles are not strong enough, etc., etc. So that's the main concern is the safety side of it all, and just getting them back in really. Yeah, yeah, no, indeed. Um, yeah, there's a, yeah, we we think that we're going to be coming back sometime soon, don't we? And minis, I think it's yeah. September at the moment for doing something. Juniors probably August, and uh, I think in Tracy's message on Friday, I think that they went out saying that the club's going to open towards the end of the month. I can't remember the exact date off the top of my head, but yeah, I'm sure, sure that's going to be as we get closer to the date. Then uh, that will be plastered everywhere, and uh, and I'm sure I'll probe Tux about that on the call I've got with him on Tuesday. So uh, one of my next podcasts will certainly I mean, learn a bit more this, about this, that. This is why I want to start with the fitness challenges now and start getting more and more engaged. Um, might even start doing Zoom ones just because it has been such a long layoff. And I don't want them coming back in September, October, whenever it is. I mean, such a big layoff, having mm-hmm. done not too much. So, yeah, that, that's the kind of that's the progression plan for it anyway. Yeah. So what do you think your average week look, looks like as a, uh, as a coach? And, uh, and what do you get involved with uh, sort of the training, with training and with games and stuff like that? What does that look like yeah, for you? Um, as soon as obviously each game and training, um, we always have a debrief. Um, so we, ch- we chat in the, in the, um, in the clubhouse after, which is great because obviously it's fantastic social for, for all the players to, to hang out. You know, we do encourage that for, for parents. If parents can hang around after to be in the clubhouse, it just gives the players more time to just hang out together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, so we, we, de- we debrief. Um, and like I said, it's not like before it's our coaching t- team. They are brilliant. Um, fully supportive and you know my wife always says that I, I speak to them more than I do her um, because well, we do we, we do talk a lot yeah, um, I'm sure I'm sure you do because your wife's alright isn't she so <laughs> she is alright <laughs> but she doesn't want to listen to you all the time so <laughs> no, of course, absolutely yeah she, she won't be listening to this don't worry about that no, no. so we, we do too. We, we speak probably two three times in a week we've got a whatsapp group that we just um you know, put regular uh, comments in, etc. Just plan it. So, average week would be um, just debrief. We get the information come through um, from uh, the minister Nicola Wicks, um, which I then forward on. So, um, I used to always do the admin. Uh, we had an administrator come in. She's she's now left, so I've taken that back on. Um, 
So it's just mainly just filtering through the information to the players so they know where they need to be for the following week, um, making sure we've got everything in place, making sure that all the coaches, that we've got enough coaches, um, you know, because obviously we're all volunteers. We all have um, other things going on. Some of us work at the weekends as well. So it's just making sure that we've got enough cover. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the teams, um, grateful to uh, Rousey, Ben Rousey, who's, uh, who's taking it on, really. So he looks after the teams, what we're going to be doing, filtering them around. Um, which is brilliant. Um, you know, we look at other aspects as well. So we look at what's coming. So if there's any, uh, you know, like a Saracens event where coaches can, uh, players can get involved in games there. But again, so it's a very proactive team. So you know, we've had um, been to two of these events where two of the coaches have, have sorted that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just general. But there's always other things that are, are in the background, aren't there? As you as you know. So there's yeah. always things like tours and Christmases to um, to sort sort out, etc. So yeah, it's it's not just a turn up on a on a Sunday as as, as you mm-hmm. are more than aware. Um, there is literally probably daily admin things that are done um, behind the scenes and again it's like with the tours um, I mean what was great this time I mean, with the Christmas so um, this isn't in the weekly but it just goes into over the year so we've arranged the, the party games and ensure that Santa and his elves are there um, every yep. year um, but the, the actual tour meetings as you know there's, there's only been two or three of us that were organising these in the past but this year was brilliant in the fact that I think there was about 25 um, parents in the room at one point, mm-hmm. um, which are helping out. So it is good. And it's, so, yeah, it be, be nice to see more of that. Yeah, I guess um, on, on that, I guess uh, uh, Nicola's standing down as uh, Minnie's chair and we're looking for someone else to, to stand into that role. But it sounds like anyone standing into that role would have quite a lot of support from the coaches and, and parents. Um, yeah, of course, of course. Um, like I said, I mean, like you know, when we've arranged tours before, we're always there. I said this this year was the the biggest turnout. Um, I wasn't part of this one, but there was no need. There was you know, twenty five people in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the 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 new mini chair will get will get support. Just in case we need to ask it. I mean, what I'd like to to, to see done is um, you know, get some kind of committee up, uh, parent based. Which, rather than just a few weeks before Christmas, the tour, etc., is just have something running um, that can look at the fundraising side, can look at the organisation side, because you know, as you wear, we know when Christmas is, so we know when the Christmas party yeah. is, we know when we can do tours, we know there's other things that can be done, um, and I'm sure we've got some um, event planners or or people linked to that kind of um, arena mm-hmm. that could that, that could help out and um, yeah so any any new miniature will get support if if we in the meantime can get something like that set up so it's just ticking over so rather than just specific fundraising for a specific thing it's just continuously sitting there ticking over knowing what's coming up mm-hmm. I think that was obviously will aid with the support of the club um, as well as the miniature yeah, I guess that's the extra pair of hands. That if if we had that and we got that going, that would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So we've got we've got we've got the coaches. We've got enough coaches cracking on that are, that are there. You're you're always looking for other hands. But I think there's a lot of parents um, that don't realise that all the, all the coaches, all the admins, all the all the uh, you know the mini chair, etc., and all the other staff in are volunteers. Um, and so if they want to get involved, they can get involved, and they'd be you know they won't be turned away. Um, we'd always find them something to do, um, you know. So it's just that communication factor. It's just talk. If you want to be involved, come and talk. Because again, um, 
like I just said, with the coaching, we don't just turn up on a Sunday. Yeah, you know, we are talking and we are planning things, etc. And you know, even just down to talking to the opposing teams that you're playing, um, like you do, we go. Mm-hmm. I'll have a I'll have a conversation with the other league coach of the other other teams that we're playing, just to make sure everyone's on the same page. Um, you know, and you know, things like Stalford. Um, my friends are the um, head coach of Stortford, Harry Quiven, under 11s, and we haven't played them, which are the local team, for years. So just through communication with them, we managed to put in a fixture, just just our age group at the time, mm-hmm. and um, they're um, now a regular fixture with us. That's good. Um, so yeah, so these, all these things are done in the, in the background. So if we could have a big old parent committee, um, happy to, to get involved and arrange these kind of things and even come up with new ideas. Um, that would be brilliant. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a big ask for those, please. <laughs> so, uh, I guess, it, I, I've asked a few people this, if money was no object, what do you think the club should be investing in next? Oh, that could go so many different ways. Um, personally, I'd like an all-weather pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, because like this season, you know, this season was such a short season for us because obviously we finished prematurely due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we missed quite a lot of fixtures, a lot of games due to the poor weather. Yeah. Uh, and I think you had a game that was on a, an artificial pitch in the under-15s, whereas the minis that we were cancelled. Um, so that is where I would like that to be. Um, mm-hmm. I know... You know, everyone's going to have an, have an opinion on different things, but I think this 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 artificial pitch would be a godsend and reduce our miss um, sessions really. Yeah. Because obviously, due through the January, February months, etc., when we get the bad weather, we we can't get them to that time back. Yeah, it rained a bit this year, didn't it? Around that time, and that, yeah, that, that just yeah, I mean, rain, wind, everything. We kind of kind of forget, but uh, yeah, it does. Well, I mean, back at the old club, you know, we had those those links in with um, with Leavenport, mm-hmm. so. We could go over and use theirs on occasions where we couldn't use. So having that, yeah, that would be my choice. Yeah. Okay. And what makes you proud about our club? Um, apart from obviously having an amazing um, clubhouse and facilities, mm-hmm. I just love the like like I said earlier about the whole rugby experience. I just love the total togetherness. Um, I love it. it's like cheers. You walk in, everyone knows you. Or if they don't know you, they like a lot of knowing. Say hello. Um, it's just brilliant it's just in a way all the kids mingle you have under 7s with under 9s with under 12s even with the juniors come in and they just chat and they hang out um, it is the whole whole togetherness um, and all being part of the same thing um, you know all the coaches they all chat um, it's just a it's just a nice atmosphere to be around it just it is good um, you didn't really have that at the old club after games so this is just my, my experiences for the minis coaching you know, mm-hmm. people kind of finish up their coaching um, and then went home. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Whereas now you're hanging around, you're having, you know, a bite to eat. Um, like I said, everyone's just friendly. It's just such a nice um, surrounding to be in. And having the, the extra bits on, like the comedy clubs and stuff, um, it's just nice. It just yeah. makes you not want to go anywhere else from a, from a social side. So for me, it's that total togetherness. So I guess, I mean, you, you came to coaching. Uh, rugby without having a, a, a massive interest in rugby beforehand although you'd been to Saracens to watch Saracens yeah. quite a few times yeah. um, but I mean if you if you were to give any coaches any advice um, if who are just thinking about starting their own coaching journey anything that you would share with them yeah come and see me I've got a whistle for you <laughs> 
that's a, that's a tried and tested method. Works every time. <laughs> it works. Um, it's right, there's, there's going to be people out there that are going to be worried um, that maybe they want to step step forwards, want to come out and help out, and think they don't know. Um, we've got a mixed bag in our, in our coaching, like you said. So I played at school, um, didn't go through the club ranks, etc. Um, so that was my um, experience. However, for me, coaching kids in sports, so I coach up at um, my youngest Finns, uh, I take care of their PE program uh, when I'm in twice uh, twice a week. Um, so just used to teaching kids in sport. Obviously, I run a swim school, um, which currently isn't running, obviously, just due to the COVID uh, situation. Um, so those are kind of like the skills that I will kind of bring over. Um, but then we've got rugby players in the Tino's played in the fact that Ben White is still a current player. Um, you know, we've all, we've all got something. We've got teachers. Um, we've got enough police officers to kind of keep us all safe and secure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, so. The point is, is you don't have to come from that rugby background. Yes, it helps, but everyone can bring something to yeah. the game. And if there isn't anything, you know, it's. It's things that I'm sure and so I'd ask I'd ask people that have been through it, you know, I've had conversations with yourself, with Mike Lyons, with um, with Rundle, with Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, and all willing to help out. So, you know, it's good to have that balance and moving for, forwards would obviously will be um, tapping up people higher up in the rankings to help out as well. Mm-hmm. So that we've always got the best advice to give the kids. So I think if they can anyone interested, just come and talk. I won't give you a whistle. Straight away, I, I, I promise. So there will be a conversation, but just to know that there is that full support there, you will get that support. Um, and you know, the club have been brilliant in uh, putting that. We're very keen to get everyone on courses. Um, so many level two uh, coaches going all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, the courses you don't have to have any playing background. I think the course I went on was literally fifty-fifty. Um, it's you know. <laughs> It's having that kind of mentality. You may be the best rugby player on the pitch, doesn't mean you can coach. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's you learn how to coach, that. don't you? You learn how to coach. You uh, do learn how to coach, and it's yeah. just good. You just pull in from every kind of aspect. You know, you may have someone that's had no rugby, but maybe the best with the kids. Mm-hmm. So you can the gym through the training and through support. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, what are you looking forward to this coming season? Getting back, um, getting back, cracking on from where we left off because, as I said, we was getting some fantastic momentum. Um, our rucking was coming on to the fact that the other team coaches were commenting on how good they were. And again, this is them. You know, we, we kind of help them. We kind of guide them and put them in direction, but they're the ones that are sorting it out themselves. You know, we can't be on there. You're just this kind of little voice on the sidelines, but our voice is starting to reduce us that captain role. So it's just, it's just watching them mature. It's, it's scary thinking that some of them have been um, with me started early in under sevens, so they had to stay in under sevens for two years. Um, but now we're going into last year of minis, it's just, oh my God. Time goes so quickly, it, doesn't it? It, it, yeah. it does, but just seeing them, just just the way they play, I, I just love watching them. So, mm. yeah, it's one of my favourite things to do in a, in, a, in a week, just watch this lot play. Um, mm. So, yeah, just looking forward to getting back, um, seeing everyone again. And um, yeah, just cracking on, looking forward to the season ahead and getting ready for juniors. Yeah, good, good. Well, so Mr. Kelman, I think this is where I, I should say I think I should say thank you for your time. Um, you got a few jabs in at me. I think I got a few back, so probably even the score there. Long may it continue. <laughs> 
I'm sure it will, sir. I'm sure it will. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Stuart. No, really appreciate your time thank today. You. Thank you for your time. Have a good day. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the House of Rams podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and found it interesting. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please get in touch through Facebook or email me direct with your thoughts. If you'd like to appear on one of our podcasts or showcase what you're doing at the club, please email me on paulowenynan at gmail.com or contact me through Facebook. Watch out for our next release and thanks for listening.